baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Welcome to this week's edition of the Insane Things Podcast. And Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to Battleground this year. I'm going to be taking Christmas Day off from doing a Battleground, but I'm going to try to post every day next week. Let's dive right in. This is one of the most insane things I've heard in a long time. Because this is just such a radical change in the social strata of America. Imagine a future world in which you're nursing, as many college students are today, $100,000 worth of debt, $120,000 worth of debt, and yet you hide that degree on your resume. You don't even put down that you have it because it could hurt you. As it turns out, colleges are turning out such woke nihilistic monsters that companies are beginning to avoid those with college degrees at a higher rate than they hire them? That's one of the eye-popping conclusions of this massive small business survey by Red Balloon and Public Square. They asked 70,000 small businesses what they thought of college graduates. And some really earth-shattering things are happening, and they're happening really fast. In fact, anybody thinking of taking out a cent for a degree that isn't science-based, should read this right now and think long and hard about getting a college degree versus getting some other kind of training. Employers no longer believe that colleges are teaching relevant skills. Two-thirds say they're not. In addition, almost half the companies, 70,000 surveyed, said in the new year they plan to eliminate the bachelor's degree as a requirement for at least some positions. Now, part of what's driving this, obviously, is that qualified workers are getting harder and harder to come by. But there's something else going on here. According to this Newsweek article about what's in the survey, and I'll put the link in the sources section of the podcast, they write, indeed, many employers now see a college degree as a negative rather than a positive. Why? Because of the culture on college campuses that is making these kids so woke and thus so intolerant. They're being taught there's only one way you can look at life and you shouldn't even have to look upon, much less listen to anyone who's different from you. In fact, it'd be totally appropriate if you just scream them down when they come to speak on college or even worse, violently assault them. How does a person like that fit in the modern workforce? Where the goal is to make a profit, to pull together with people you might not have everything in common with. It doesn't work. Listen to this. When employers were asked if they were more or less likely to consider a job seeker with a four-year degree from a major university, get this. Employers were four times more likely to answer in the negative for the four-year degree from the major university. Here's how it breaks down. 41% negative not considering 
uh, a job seeker with a four-year degree from a major university for the job. Just 10% said it would make them more likely, and 42% said it made no difference. Amazingly, almost 20 times as many employers said they were strongly less likely to hire an applicant with a college degree. And why is that? There was actually a space for respondents to explain their answer, and their typical response sounded a lot like this. This is one of their examples, quote, College graduates typically have an incompatible ideology with my business culture, unquote. You know, that's weird because when I talked about this situation a few weeks ago on my show, my text line exploded with people saying they were either in HR or the people in the HR where they work now spend the bulk of their time dealing with personnel issues, conflicts from the youngest workers mainly Gen Z and the tail end of the millennial generation. Bottom line, liberal privilege, wokeness makes you incompatible with the modern workplace. Now, obviously, everyone going into a science-based field, everything from, you know, nursing to engineering to architecture, they're going to still need a degree. You can't cut that. But increasingly, having gotten it from a big, major woke university is a problem. And get this. When the 70,000 employers were asked whether colleges are, quote, fostering free speech and debate, thereby graduating students capable of debating ideas and using critical thinking, a whopping 97% disagreed. And it looks like the dropping of college degrees is a requirement for at least some jobs. And I think what they mean by this is non-science-based jobs. Listen to this. Among the more than half of employers who said they dropped some degree requirements already for jobs in 2023. Among them, 73% said they plan to eliminate even more degree requirements in 2024. Folks, this is going fast. I mean, with college students more likely to come home with new pronouns than new marketable skills, how long before parents refuse to shell out the five or six figures for a college degree? And as it loses value, which it's doing so fast, you almost can't keep up with it. How long before kids are like, it's crazy to go into debt for this? Look, folks, this is why the left is so desperate to forgive college loans. This is one of the main sources of indoctrination they have going for young people. If they can't make it free, four years of partying, if instead you have to give up four marketable years of your earning potential, to get woke. Heck, you could do that for free online. They're not going to have anybody left in college. How will they indoctrinate? I'm not joking. How will they indoctrinate people properly? This could really hurt the ideological spread of liberalism, which is what makes it so fantastic. Insane thing number three, what you saw this week, there's a lot of little stories. Uh, Supreme Court going to rule on whether Trump has immunity from prosecution you know, by the federal government. Or look over here, Colorado Democrats are, you know, their Supreme Court is ruled he can't be on the ballot. Oh, look over here. Special counsel Jack Smith filed a warning to Trump to stop fighting uh, in the Miami case out of Florida that he's, you know, going to trial in May. What What is all this? Because it adds up to something pretty damn profound. If you step back and look at it, Because Republicans have let Democrats get away with lawfare for so long, particularly lawfare against Donald Trump, including the absolute outrage of him having to submit to federal subpoenas 
for over, I'm never going to get over this, for over a million documents in the Mueller probe. I mean, how on earth do you subpoena something without accusing anyone of a crime? But they never accuse Trump of a crime. That's absolutely breaking the system. That's like, you know, you just don't like me and you're the mayor and I'm, you know, a citizen. So you just start lobbing subpoenas at me. You don't accuse me of a crime because I have a committed one and the judge just doesn't like me either. So he says, go ahead. When you as Republicans allow the Democrats to break the system like that and break it over what turns out to be a Russia collusion hoax, you greenlight their lawfare. Democrats are literally trying to start a tradition in this country of just lawfaring candidates right out of the race. In other words, we don't even decide political issues anymore at the polls. We go straight for lawfare. Democrats who control the court system control who the judge is. And then the judge simply makes unprecedented rulings using unprecedented uses. I mean, since the founding of laws, norms, and they just rule the Republican right out of the way. That is no less than what the Democrats are doing now. And in a weird way, I said this this week, I don't blame them. Republicans are soft leadership who wanted Trump out of the way. were more than happy to go along with the Russia collusion hoax. We'd learn later that even in the first months of his term, he began serving in 2017. Republicans knew in closed door classified hearings there was no Russia collusion. Trey Gowdy, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell. And yet it was Republicans who either led or let the Russia collusion hoax investigations go forward for two years. Alternately going on TV, again, from Lindsey Graham to Trey Gowdy uh, to, to Paul Ryan to Mitch McConnell uh, and threatening Trump. He better he better cooperate, man, or he could be impeached. Well, this taught the Democrats to do that. And now they feel entitled to not actually have to answer to the public to solve all their problems with lawfare and thug like weaponization of our agencies, the FBI, the DOJ. That's what Jack Smith's doing right now. But Smith may not be doing it much longer because for the first time, the Republican Party is beginning to wake up. I think they're starting to go, oh, no, this is going to happen to all of us. So we're actually seeing this week the first time ever somebody fighting back. And it shows we could have fought back the whole time. Uh, Former Attorney General Ed Meese is uh, scheduled to go before the Supreme Court argue that Jack Smith can't prosecute Trump. Because his appointment is illegal. A special uh, position was created for him that has a jurisdiction of the whole country. You can't do that. If he were to totally win that, it actually could throw out all the federal cases Jack Smith worked on so far. That's the hope. We'll see what, you know, the Supreme Court rules. We'll see what they rule on immunity. And then this just hit today. Nearly 20 Republican state attorneys general filed a legal brief with the U.S. Supreme Court. This was on Thursday. Opposing special counsel Jack Smith's request that the high court expeditiously rule on whether Trump is immune from prosecution. They're saying you don't need to. This doesn't need to be an emergency case. We got years to rule on this. Why does this need to be rushed? They write the court should not play along. As our brief points out in asking for this extraordinary remedy, the speed of the ruling so that Smith can try him before the election without giving any reason for why the speed is warranted. The special counsel's petition itself 
is strong evidence of a political prosecution designed to decide the 2024 election. Folks, they could have done this with Russia collusion years ago. But I think there's a sense of panic beginning to set in as they're like, wow, the Dems could just go into the right blue county in the right blue city uh, with the right blue jury mix and get the right blue judge to rule damn just about anything. Send our opponents to the firing squad. I mean, I'm not kidding. That's where it could end up. And I think they're finally beginning to catch on. If they don't fight back and start winning, they're all going to get kicked off these ballots, folks. Um, Even better than that, we had Republican legislatures uh, begin to quickly move on Thursday to strip Biden from the ballot. That's an essential part of this. So far, the Democrats have had no pushback. We need to create equal and opposite pushback so as to cause them to pause before they do these things. Want to pause here for just a moment to thank our sponsor this year, PhD Weight Loss. I couldn't make this podcast happen without them. And, you know, last night I was making my brown sugar sweet potato casserole. I can't wait to eat it and the potatoes and the stuffing and everything I'm going to nosh down on on Christmas. And I won't have a care in the world because I know I'll be returning right back to maintenance right after Christmas because PhD has not only taken 29 pounds off me, they've given me a system for life. It's revved my metabolism, gotten rid of my visceral fat, and I can occasionally splurge without those terrible feelings of guilt. What if you could have a totally new body and a totally new outlook on your health by like June? Well, you could if you sign up for PhD weight loss in January. Go ahead, make the call. Click on their website. Check it out myphdweightloss.com. And by the way, you can do it from anywhere. There's somebody doing it online in all 50 states. That's myphdweightloss.com. Start the new year off right. Now back to the podcast. Insane thing number two. Another way lawfare is being used against us is the Democrats simply just disregarding laws, much as they did when they subpoenaed Trump's documents with no proof of a crime. The founders would be spinning in their graves over that. Well, they took that to mean the Republicans would let them disregard most laws, including the immigration laws. They weren't wrong. On this podcast, we've been tracking the record-breaking numbers of single men from Chinese and Muslim nations who've been coming through the Lukeville crossing in recent weeks. What makes this so remarkable is there was no Lukeville crossing three months ago. It's one of the areas of the border that had Trump's wall, the high steel beams. It was very quiet. They didn't even need to deploy agents to it. But then, as reported by the UK Daily Mail, I'll put the link in the sources, something strange happened three months ago. The top brass with the Border Patrol came out with a blowtorch and welded a door in the Trump wall permanently open. There are popular crossings in Eagle Pass, places like that. You've seen them on TV. But it's as if the Biden administration knew they'd have to hide these particular immigrants, that you wouldn't want them to be seen walking through Eagle Pass because they don't look like other groups. There's a reason for that. They're almost all under 40. They're all male. They're either Chinese or they're among the Muslims being brought in by the Organization for Islamic Cooperation. Again, I've documented all of this on past podcasts. You can go back and listen to it. And like clockwork, for the last three months, seven to a thousand men from Muslim nations and then some Chinese men were coming quietly through this obscure hole in the border. Well, the flood 
has turned into a tsunami. Since Monday, Bill Malusian of Fox News reported 45,000 people have streamed through there. And everybody knows Malusian can't because he has to be politically correct or he'll be torn apart for telling the truth by the rest of the media. He can't tell you they're Muslim men, so he shows it to you. He runs footage after footage after footage on Fox, young fighting age men. Uh, They're coming in here when asked, what are you doing? They think they're joining the military, they say, our military as illegal immigrants. Wonder who told them that? Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. especially the week that Senator Dick Durbin, a Democrat, began pushing a bill to put illegals in the military and give them amnesty after they serve. It's weird. I mean, folks, really freaking weird. So that all leads up to insane thing number two, the letter that Ted Cruz wrote to Alejandro Mayorkas. This is one of the best examples of the dual justice system that I have seen. He's demanding to know why we're using an honor system to take these men, not only let them into the country, but to put them on planes. What you do is you fill out a form on the CPB1 app, but it doesn't verify your identity. You can upload your own photo. It becomes your ID. And as Cruz wrote to the head of the Department of Homeland Insecurity, Mayorkas, you're then put on a plane. In other words, Two completely different standards, one for Americans, which have to have who have to have ID to get on the planes and another for illegal immigrant Muslim men of fighting age from China uh, and Middle Eastern majority Muslim countries brought in by the Organization for Islamic Cooperation. Now, the border app is also being used by people from all over the world, Mexico, Guatemala, too. And one of the things they do at the border, they're instructed to, they actually ditch their IDs. So they find, you know, their licenses, all of that, so that you can't tell who they are. The border app is literally, you can tell this, designed not to detect their identities, but to let them get on a plane so the Democrats can then fly their new future voters to their destination. Here's Fox News covering this letter. So Texas Senator Ted Cruz this week writing to DHS Secretary Mayorkas, he wants more information about the screening process of migrants who enter the country using the Customs and Border Protection One app. Cruz wants to know why the TSA is even letting illegal immigrants in without identification to use the app to get on a plane. He says that process, quote, takes illegal aliens at their word. Here's what Cruz wrote. Since the app is essentially an honor system, yes, you heard that right. That make you mad? All that those hours you've spent of your life waiting in the TSA line? Yeah, well, you're just a second-class American citizen. You're not an illegal potential terrorist from a Muslim nation. Listen to what Cruz wrote. TSA may use his unverified name and date of birth in the CPB1 app to verify his identity, even though the person may in fact be a terrorist or other criminal traveling under a false identity similarly he wrote immigration and customs enforcement can use that data to issue a card to them under their given name and date of birth 
When TSA later used CPB-1 data to uh, verify an illegal immigrant's identity in an airport security checkpoint, the agency is merely comparing a live photograph or live answers to what the alien provided or told Border Patrol at the port of entry. They're not reviewing any authenticated identity documents from the alien's home country. This is insane. Folks, the only reason that the Department of Homeland Security was formed under George Bush, there was only one, to protect the homeland from terror. We now have this agency loading the, sneaking the potential terrorists into the country, using a blowtorch to open the border so they can sneak in at a quiet part of the border where you won't notice, taking their word for who they are and loading them onto planes with you after you stand in that line and get turned away if you don't have your ID. Let me put it simply. The Department of Homeland Security has become the enemy of the people literally working day and night to undermine homeland security, actively undermine homeland security. Let that sink in. Bottom line, the Department of Homeland Security has become a terrorist trafficking system, and it's virtually guaranteed they'll bring a terrorist in. Because right now in Lukeville, as Fox News reporter Bill Malusian reported this morning, there is, get this, one Border Patrol agent for every 200 coming through. And we now know that the rate at which terrorists are coming in has exploded. I guarantee we're only catching a small number of those on the FBI and international watch lists for terror. Here's Representative Mark Green with the astonishing numbers Joe Biden is logging. 294 terrorist watch list folks since this president came to office. Compare that to only 11 during the entire Trump administration. Finally, insane thing number one, and I did an in-depth podcast on this yesterday. You can listen to it. But the head of EcoHealth Alliance, Peter Dasik, who we know did work on coronaviruses at the Wuhan lab, was caught dead to rights with the recipe for COVID. He even called it SARS-CoV-2. That's the scientific name COVID-19 still goes by. Except, incredibly, he was calling it that SARS-CoV-2 and publishing the exact recipe for it as it exists today in 2018, something that would have been impossible to do if it came out of a bat bat cave uh, and a wet market. What was he doing? He actually printed the recipe for COVID-19 in an application to the Pentagon, to an organization within the Pentagon called DARPA. He was seeking funding because he wanted to create this deadly virus, weaponize it, So it would infect human cells and kill in order to make a, get this, vaccine and monoclonal antibodies in order to combat it. Listen here, you evil genius. If you don't create it, we won't need the monoclonal antibodies or the vaccine. It's the exact recipe for COVID. DARPA turned it down, thank God. But they'd later give Echo Health Alliance $47 million dollars. In other grants, we still don't know the full extent of what they were for. So bottom line, it was created. And oh, they said they were going to create this disease uh, in a partnership between the Wuhan lab and labs in America. In fact, it's a wonder that Dasik hasn't been arrested this week because the back and forth between him and his Chinese cohorts about how he downplay the security level of the lab, he'd lie to the Pentagon and say 
it was a BSL-3 when it was a BSL-2, how he'd lie and say that Chinese scientists weren't really that involved when they were the ones doing the work. That's called fraud. It's in the application. We've actually got the back and forth where Dasik plans to lie to the Pentagon. We could stop this guy. He likely, his experiments likely killed millions of people. Just get him for fraud. Look, isn't there an enterprising uh, Republican attorney general out there who wants to get him? We've got to stop him. Because right now, Echo Health Alliance is running the same bat virus gain-of-function experiments that they did at Wuhan. But they're doing it in Vietnam and Myanmar. Worse yet, the federal government is building Echo Health Alliance with your tax dollars, a 12 million dollar lab in Colorado where they can do experiments on wait for it COVID-19 this guy likely killed millions and they're still funding him he's he committed fraud before the Pentagon before DARPA and he's walking around it's incredible and it's insane thing number one have a Merry Christmas. Have a fantastic New Year. And don't forget, when you're running your errands, uh, you're doing busy work around the house, keep it tuned to the Battleground America podcast. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.